The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. Deacon, you had it right. He was already saying alleluia. It's like a it's like we're in a Baptist church. You sing alleluia during the homily. I don't care because that's a beautiful thing to say. So at the eight o'clock, I was actually shook to the core because they said alleluia so loud. But I think the 10 o'clock can say it louder, right? So on the count of three, we're gonna go alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. One, two, three. You know, Deacon, last year when I did that, it was crickets. There's no, but that's because last year during this time, of course, as you know, uh, all of you hopefully are watching online, as I know some of you still are uh, today as well, or maybe uh, you're, you're in the parking lot. Um, but, but what a great time it is to be able to come together uh, and to worship. And I'm sure maybe just like me this morning when you woke up, maybe you heard that the birds chirping, the sun rising, hopefully a smile came uh, to, to your face. And how, how glory it is today as well that, that you know, it kind of feels like, like June or July out there. I was, I was kind of tempted a little bit to have an outdoor mass for the 10 o'clock, but uh, I'm not ready for that yet. So there we go. Uh, but uh, what, what a beautiful uh, day it is out there. And even as you, as you walked into the church today, hopefully uh, you saw, right, these, these beautiful uh, decorations and, and a smile came to your face. And if a smile didn't come to your face, then that opening hymn had to give you a smile. When we hear the little kids, this is the feast for victory, right? <laughs> How awesome uh, that is. It is a victory. The victory is what? The victory of Christ over death. That's what we celebrate. As Matt Marr has in his famous song, death, where is your power? Where is your sting? It's not there anymore. Why? Because of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, his victory over death. And because of that, of course, we know that we're able to celebrate and able to celebrate what? That we have eternal life with God. Eternal life. That death no longer has power over us. That's so beautiful. And of course, we know as we, we look at churches as well, we know there's always that, that symbolism for eternal life. Even our baptismal font is, is shaped in an eight way. It's an octagon because that eighth day is eternal life. But even, we dec- even as we decorate it for, for uh, Easter masses, we decorate it in a special way. Of course, you walk in, you see uh, the, the flowers, but maybe you notice something a little different this year uh, with our decorations. I'll give you a little moment to take a look. All right, there's something a little bit not the same as normal. And what that is, is this. About a week and a half ago, we received a call from Gertens. And Gertens does a fabulous job with our flowers. Actually, at Christmas time at the NMS, I was so impressed. I said, Gertens, great job this year, right? So I gave him a shout out. But this week and a half ago, we got a call. And by the way, when I say we, I mean Megan. Megan is our office administrator. She is my assistant. If you need anything from me or anyone else, you go through Megan. Actually, as a matter of fact, my mom calls Megan to ask questions instead of asking me. It's just easier uh, that, that way. So that's who Megan is. She controls my life, which is awesome. Thank you, Megan. We all need Megans in our life, by the way. So Megan received a call a week and a half ago, and it was from Gertens. And they said, hey, Megan, we have a slight issue. And Megan went, hmm, what's the issue? Well, 
our Easter lilies this year are not coming to bloom. What do you mean they're not coming to bloom? They're not going to bloom in time for Easter. Well, that's a problem. And Gurren says, we know that's how we're calling, right? And so they call and they, they say, we have two options. Number one, we can, we can cancel your order and we give you a complete refund. Or number two, we give you 50% off and you get all the Easter lilies that you ordered. But remember, they're not going to be in bloom. And immediately, Megan's mind probably went like this. Ding, 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 ding. Because Megan always wants to get more flowers. And every single year she says, Father, here are the flower patterns we have for the church. And every year I go, no. It's kind of my favorite answer a lot. No. Kind of like a parent, right? No. All right. And so every year Megan's like, but Father, we need more flowers. I'm like, we, we can't necessarily afford it. And plus, I have to be able to walk around up here. Like, I can't have too many flowers up here. So as Gertens told her, we're going to be 50% off, immediately Megan thought, what can I do with that 50% extra budget? So we're not going to give that back, right? And so what Megan did is she went to all the Lunds and Byerleys in the western suburbs and went around and picked up all the nice Easter lilies that she could find. And they're the ones in the white vase right here. So if you've been looking for an Easter lily from Lunds and Byerleys, sorry, Megan already got them. She beats you to it, right? That's what she does. And so what's so important about an Easter lily, by the way? Well, in Easter lilies, we can tell, right? It's, it's, there's different colors, but for Easter, you always want to use white. And the reason for that is because white symbolizes, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, that we're able to share in Christ's divinity. And it's that, that beautiful bloom, which, of course, we think of a bloom, we think of the resurrection. So we have these beautiful lilies uh, right here from, from Lunds and Byerly. So thank you, Megan, uh, for that. But Megan had another idea as well. And so Megan started doing research on something called Google. Have you heard of it before? Right? So she went on the internet and she said, how do we get Easter lilies to bloom? And the way you get them to bloom is you need to make it extremely hot and you need to put them in direct sunlight. And so what Megan did, when Bach, when not Bach, when Gertens delivered the flowers this past week, she took all of the flowers that weren't in bloom and she brought them up into the upper room, which is where the priests used to live in the 1970s. If you've ever been up there before, you know that upper room, when it gets sunny outside, it's like 100 degrees in there. And so Megan put them up there, opened up all of the shades, and she turned up the thermostat even more. So no matter what, it was at least 80 degrees up there. And she was convinced that they were going to come to bloom. Because, I mean, I went up there one time, I almost died of a heat stroke. And I was only there for like 10 seconds. It was hot up there. It was sunny up there. And we thought for sure when it came to Easter, we're going to have beautiful blooming Easter lilies, more than we've ever had before. And instead, we got this. There's absolutely zero blooms at all, right? And so Megan tried, and I think yesterday she was so disheartened that she hardly put any of these ones up there. And so last night as I was finishing up working on my homily, I thought, you know what? This kind of makes a good homily. I might as well use it, right? And so not just telling the story about Megan, but as we can tell, like this Easter lily, it, it hasn't really come to bloom. However, I do want to point out one thing. This is the first time I've noticed. I've used this one in the prop. This is my third time. It is coming to bloom a little bit. This is new. 
This is not there at the 8 o'clock morning mass. So maybe I put enough smoke on the flowers that they came to bloom. I don't know uh, what, what the secret is. But I thought, you know what, let's not hide these up in the upper room until they come to bloom. Let's put them all along the wall of the sanctuary as well. Because how beautiful it's going to be throughout the <laughs> Easter season that we're going to have these lilies coming to bloom. Because as you know, Easter is not just one day. The resurrection of Christ is not meant just to be celebrated one day. It's meant to be celebrated every single day. And so we have the octave of Easter, which is, which is eight days. We have the season of Easter, which is, which is 50 days, and hopefully by the end of the 50 days, they're, they're in bloom, right? Which will remind us once again of that, that eternal life with God. But we also know that every single day of our life, we're called to celebrate Easter. In a special way, of course, we know it's on Sunday. But to live this out, this reality, that's not just a one-time thing. And because of that, what we're called to be is always in bloom, always celebrating and rejoicing that Christ is risen, that he has that victory over death, right? And that we're able to, to celebrate this. And so this Easter season, as we, as we come to Mass and we see the Easter lilies continue to bloom, I encourage you this in your own life as well, to continue to, to reflect on Jesus' resurrection and what it means and how we can truly live out uh, this celebration and this reality, we're able to share in Christ's victory over death.